Oh my gosh. Okay. Always the best. It's like the last minute. If I was a Patreon person, I'd skip to the very end just to see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need to tell them, right? Like, hey, the Patreons get some extra fun feature, you know, footage. So yeah. What Dave did, a fun feature. (laughs) (laughs) It's Vegas, y'all. A Vegas podcast by Texans for everyone. Today is Sunday, January 21st, and you're listening to episode 13. Hey everybody, Happy New Year. It's Vegas, y'all. Welcome to the show. I'm Danny, Vegas introvert on YouTube, and with me is my esteemed co-host, Casey Wall Street to Vegas. Casey, how you doing? Hey, Danny, I'm doing great. Sorry I missed the uh, exciting trip last week, but we're here together now, and I couldn't be happier. I'm glad, Casey. I'm glad you have a positive outlook on things because we were all immediately depressed. We'll get into it in a little bit. We being Dave and Sonia Diverse and Travels on YouTube. How are you doing, David and Sonia? Hey, Danny. Doing well. We are doing great. Just recovering, but it was a good time. Uh, recovering is the key <laughs> word, that's for sure. And then almost the full panel, but we don't need them. He didn't think we're important, so Hog's not here, but two cents <laughs> is. How are you doing, two cents? I'm great. My ball and chain's not here. So <laughs> I feel like I can be myself 100% without any judgment, you know? Yeah. I've never seen two cents so loose and the smile on her face. I did. Right. My hair's glowing. What is that? A prosperity link? That slot machine where her hair looks Oh, yeah. 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 Right now. Well, welcome. It sucks. Okay. It sucks that he has to work, but it does suck. (laughs) I'm very, I I will say this to everybody. I'm very proud of Hog for one of the challenges in education is like being in the classroom is valuable and needed. Thank you, Tucent. But like when you get the opportunity to promote out of the classroom, and he did because he's talented, then uh, good for you. Good for y'all. Good for your family. Good for everyone. Still helping the kids, but we need them here, kids. Well, with that, welcome to the show, y'all, and 2024. We're happy to be here in the new year, second season of It's Vegas, y'all. And I'm uh, right, a whoop whoop. And uh, <laughs> something that happened early this year, last week, in fact, was Sonia finally became of legal drinking age. Sonia, happy birthday. Thank you, Danny. It was great. Finally, 21. Yeah, Again. That's I mean, <laughs> she says she's in her 40s, but I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just unfair how some people age and some people don't. <laughs> so there you go. Happy birthday, Sonia. And um, we'll talk about our trip in a little bit, but it was a, a good time. There were some disruptions, which Casey already uh, suggested. But in the end, I had a good time, and I hope you did too. I will pass it to you to get us started, Sonia. All right. Before we get on with the show, we want to thank all of our listeners, especially our rig crew members who get early releases and exclusive content. We would love to welcome Heather Ogden and Chris Whitley to the rig crew. Y'all are the best. So consider joining for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash it's Vegas y'all. And thank you again for all of your support. Now I'm going to pass it to Casey with a little bit of Texas. Thank you, Sonia. Yes. Hard Rock Lake Texoma is coming to us soon. 
Texans will soon have another Oklahoma option for gaming. Yeehaw, in my opinion. <laughs> Construction starts March of 2024. It's expected to open by the end of 2026. They're going to have 189 rooms, which it's going to be a smaller place to start at least, right? But 25 will be suits, suites, and 168 are going to be dedicated residents uh, for rental. It's going to have an 18,000 square foot conference center, an 11 acre oasis spring spa, which will include a white sand beach on the lakes, on the shores of Lake Texoma. And it's 30 minutes further than Choctaw from the Dallas area. And it's an hour further away than Windstar. So that's about all we know right now about Hard Rock Lake Texoma, but it gives us another option for us Texans to go gambling. So we'll have to keep our eyes on it and keep you updated. Wait, wait a minute, Casey. They're going to have residential rentals, like apartments? It just says 168 dedicated to resident rentals, uh, which I think we were kind of talking about Lake Texoma is a pretty popular destination resort for what I would say families more. It's outdoors. There's trails, hiking, golf, fishing, camping. It's just like a family area. And I think a lot of people um, where I used to work in Gainesville, we used to go up to a big resort there for our Christmas parties and whatnot. And they have a lot of cabins you can rent for like two weeks at a time. I'm kind of picturing that kind of thing where you go up there for like a week long retreat or two week retreat, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I see a podcast retreat in our future at a bungalow. Yeah. Ooh, on yeah. White Sand Beach. There it is. So I, I want to be transparent. So Casey and I were chatting about this last night, and Casey's like, it's not really a lake. It's more like a crater with a drop of water in it. <laughs> Would you say that's accurate, Casey? It's well, it's actually place. a huge lake. It's actually the 17th largest lake in America. Yep. However, the problem is, is its water level is not consistent. It, and it's always low, uh, like 20 foot deep, or you know, 20 foot from full, right? So when you I've gone up there and fishing. And you can walk walk out to the lake, right? So I'm just envisioning this white sand beach that they're saying is is an asset. The white I think the white sand beach that they're going to build is going to be like a hundred yards from the lake because <laughs> it's always low. It was my point there. Yeah, and, yeah. and and there's so many uh, other resorts there that have gone out of business. A lot of marinas around the lake are no longer uh, operating because the lake has got, gone downhill as far as water level, kind of like you know, like me. Just like droughts and stuff, Casey, is that what occurs? Yeah, droughts and, and uh, yeah, just the levels of the lake make it to where it's not enjoyable. Or even you can't yeah. launch your boat type of thing, right? So it's kind of hard to have a resort on the lake these days. Similar to Lake Mead in Vegas. It's, it's put out all, put a lot of those uh, marinas around that lake out of business, too. So. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have to take a hug and two cents boat out there. I don't own one. But uh, since they're Bala, we'll have to go out there and en enjoy the lake. I am. I, I think what this indicates more is that once again, Oklahoma is saying all those stupid Texans with no yeah. casinos were. I mean, if y'all have seen Windstar and how packed it gets, yes, there is mm -hmm. an audience with all those Texas license plates. They're going to keep building and taking our money until Texas wisens up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be crazy. Hopefully soon. 
All right, so with a little bit of Texas, I'm going to pass it over to Sonia with our Vegas Quick Hit segment. Vegas Quick Hits is our segment of random Vegas news that we found interesting, so we think you might too. This episode, we are highlighting good and not so good things from our recent trip. So let's start off with you, Danny. Yeah, so Dave and Sonia and I, and Casey was supposed to, we'll, we'll give them a moment so we can all mourn for a little bit in a, uh, in a while, but we went to Vegas. It started with Dave and Sonia, and then I decided to go because I found a good flight, and then Casey was going to go, but uh, we had a little bit of a winter get-in going on, and his flight got canceled. So, Casey, I'm sorry we missed you. Like, we really were all like, Damn. We really were. Yeah. 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 Well, we really look forward to that since uh, we, it started weeks ago asking me to go. And I was like, no, I can't, you know, this and that, and that and this. And then Sonia actually did the research for me and said, look, this flight, I found you. You can't say yeah. no. <laughs> That's one and you got a free things. room. I'm like, come on, you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They were double booked on two different resorts. And they're like, here's you a cheap flight. You can have our double booked room. You can't say no to that. So I was like, all right. So, yeah, we've been looking forward to it ever since that. But then the weather was coming. You know how Texas can't handle a cold front, let alone ice or snow. And uh-uh. I was looking at the radar or the weather forecast, and that Saturday morning on my flight was always the worst predicted time frame, right? So I looked at changing the flight and moving up the flight. I even looked at driving, but I'm just too old for that. So I was just like, I'm going to risk it, right? Because it's on Spirit. You can't cancel it. You can't change your flight without, like, all these astronomical fees. And sure enough, the, they had two flights out that morning. Both of them left. But my 1030 flight got canceled. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I was positive about it. There will be other times, but I'm really looking forward to all the fun that I missed. So let me know how, how it all went for you all. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a practice run. We'll get better at it next time. Hog and Tucson will be there. It'll be perfect. Definitely. So yes. we wanted to cover um, some good and bad things. We're not going to go through our entire trips. Part of one of the unique things about our podcast is we're all vloggers. So you can watch my vlog. My first vlog's already up. Um, Dave and Sonia, your vlog will be up. You just finished your last Disney series. The Disney That's series. right. Um, if Hog and Two Cent had gone, you could <laughs> guess when it comes out. They like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Casey would have put his vlog. I guess Casey could put together a Stormageddon vlog if you want. But either way, um, <laughs> for the details, go to our YouTube channels. I will say that the good things that happened for me was I had Diamond Plus and I was able to get a free coffee every morning. I did not maximize the alcohol benefit because I drank alcohol every other time. Uh, but I wasn't in a Caesars casino. I should have. But I will say that um, one time my Starbucks drink was severely done wrong um, at Flamingo, where I ordered a venti something and she gave me a tall. And I said, oh, no, no, I ordered a venti. She goes, we're well, going to have to pay the difference. So, no, it's free. She's like, you still have to pay the difference. And I was like, I, it's late. I'm not going to argue with you on this. Um, so, it was nice to be able to get those free drinks whenever. Um, 
nonetheless. And so I, I really did enjoy that. I also had uh, two free high roller tickets that I was giving to Ryan and his friend. And then the high roller was broken both days. Mm. Of the That's right. Yeah. Which I've never seen half of more than half of the lights were off on it. It was, it was odd. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to get on the high roller if it's broken. So yeah, we did miss out on that, but it was nice having those perks. And especially with the conversation we're going to have with resort fees, it was nice to not have resort fees and be able to get parking um, if mm -hmm. I needed it. So that was good to try that out before I went with uh, Tony on a more serious trip, something of um, more substantial length, et cetera. Um, the other thing I liked is we went to Junior's, which is kind of their uh, mm. diner concept now um, at Resorts World. And um, Ryan and Thomas and I had some appetizers and some dessert. And uh, for the six items we had, and I had a Diet Coke too, I think, it came out to uh, $77 and we had $75 in comps. Awesome. It was really easy to apply the dining credit and yes. uh, get it used. So I appreciated that. Um, and the, the service and food were, were good. So if you need something that has like a reasonable price, I mean, for six items, that's, I hate to say it, but in today's Vegas, that's not a bad yeah. price. You're so, right. And uh, being that it was comped, I think we only ended up spending like $17 out of pocket to like cover the tip. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is, I usually drive or I drive more often than I don't. And this time I chose not to rent a car and I took a lot of ride share. My ride share totals over the three days ended up being about $160, mm -hmm. um, which is a lot. This is part of why I drive. Um, but I enjoyed that Uber and Lyft both had a quiet ride option. And oh. so I hate chit chat. Mm. With drivers, I'm sure they do too. Like people ask him, do you live here? How long have you been here? Do you like driving in here? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if I could answer all the same questions all the time, right? Um, But it was nice. I will say 90% of the drivers that I had respected that and, and didn't chit chat. I would always tell them like, if you want to play music or something, I'm just, this is my miniature break from the casino and the people in the noise. So I did enjoy that. That's an option now. And they honored it. And the last thing I wanted to cover is we did go to bent and in pub. Um, I don't flex a lot. Like I do in my channel about um, supporting the gay community as a member of it, but that is the newest bar. We just learned that two major uh, gay bars in Vegas were closing. So I wanted to support this and, uh, Gay or not, it's just a good bar. The bartender was one of the best I've had in Vegas. Um, the Long Islands were good. The drink she custom made for us was good. The service was awesome. good. And then the pricing was good. We had a total of four rounds. So it was buy one, get one free. So two rounds we paid for, two were free uh, for three of us. So 12 drinks, and it came out to a total of $69. Before wow. Took. wow, that's good. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean... There you go. It's kind of in a sketch part of East downtown, um, but we Ubered there and then back to the main part of the Fremont Street experience afterwards, and uh, it was totally worth it, so I would recommend that. That was my good stuff. Generally, overall, a good trip. Uh, we'll talk about some sore points in a little bit, but I wanted to pass it to Dave to tell us about his experience. Dave. Yeah, appreciate it, Danny. So starting off with the good and just from recommendation, primarily from the panel here, uh, but from others as well, Sony and I finally had an opportunity to check out On Diamos at the D. Um, I got to tell you guys, right now, that's probably the best steak that we've had 
from all the stakes mm -hmm. that we've had in Las Vegas. We keep um, telling everybody. Yes, yes. It's it was amazing. So like the zip sauce too. I know Hog's a big advocate for it. Yes. Gosh, that stuff you could put like on anything, right? Mm -hmm. And it's delicious. The cool part about it is one, it was our first time getting there, right? So when we got seated, um, the service, right? From when the host sat us to when our server approached us. It's just phenomenal, right? They take care of you. They ask you questions, what you like. They're cool with, if you ask them questions, right? They'll give you their own recommendations. Um, so we, you know, looking at the menu, kind of gave them an idea of what we wanted. And then we started talking about sides with the server. And like, before we can continue, he was like, I just got to give you forewarning. Our sides are huge. So if you're thinking about getting two, I recommend starting with one because they're shareable. So just for you guys listening, one side was actually more than enough for just Sonia and I, like three mm -hmm. or four people could have, could have shared it. Mm -hmm. So we started off with uh, the fillets, right? I think they were the six ounce fillets. They were eight ounces. Eight ounce fillets, sorry. Um, cooked perfectly mm -hmm. and just minimal like seasoning, right? Primarily mm -hmm. salt and pepper. Maybe they use something else, but nothing overwhelming on it, right? Or, or that took over. You can, you could taste the beef, which is, was fantastic. Um, and then for our side, we got the uh, lobster rigatoni. So there's lobster mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Theirs is lobster rigatoni, right? Which is a variation of a mac and cheese, just bigger pasta noodles. I mean, again, it was huge. It was ginormous, but gosh, it was, it was delicious. I'm still thinking about it. Um, and then we wanted to get something somewhat healthy. So right. we ordered like the house chopped salad, right? And we shared it. We didn't even ask the server like to separate everything. He he just automatically did it. So he brought two separate plates, put them out there for us. Uh, the chopped salad alone was fantastic. I, I don't even remember the dressing. It was kind of like a vinaigrette. Mm -hmm. um, but what I will tell you is like, I took two or three bites and then I'm like, crap, I need to capture some of this for the vlog. So I set my fork down and started recording. Before I knew it, Sonia was eating mine because she had finished hers. So right? that's, that's how that's good so it was. Good. I love yeah. a good salad. I love a good salad. And that was one. For so, sure. yeah. The, so, overall, guys, the experience at Andiamo's, it was fantastic. I, I stand by it. I recommend it for everyone. I think everyone on this panel would probably agree. Um, it was awesome. We loved it. Mm -hmm. um, what's that? What do, you, what do you think about the, the ambiance of Andiamo's? Because we know, like, when we were comparing it to a place like Oscars, right? Yeah. You've got a lot of that old school history, some tie-ins to movies, blah, blah, blah. But on Diamo's, it's not, it's it's like the food itself and the service itself speaks for itself. And it yes. the extra fluff. But what did you guys think of the ambiance? It was it was perfect. It has dim lighting and they have like the traditional style boots that you would you would think about like an old school Vegas steakhouse, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you got it. But to your point, two cent. It wasn't overwhelming. It was classy, mm -hmm. right? Because just like you said, the food is what speaks to you yeah. versus going in there and you have like paintings or whatever you want to say. And that takes more presence than the food. Andiamos wasn't like that, right? It's it's just very classy. The food is great. It was, it was fantastic. What you got, Danny? The service there is the thing that stood out for me too. So the first mm -hmm. time I went, our server was, um, he said, that one of the first hired. So he's still there since it opened. But he was also the only um, server that was on staff that was from Detroit. 
And so he had an attachment to the theme of the yeah. Detroit. Um, but it was just very, what you, you get there that I'm not saying you won't get anywhere else, but it definitely stood out as something that was special about Andiema was they'll say stuff like, our sides are big, don't overorder. Right. Whereas I think somewhere else, newer with younger staff that doesn't have this old Vegas feel, is trying to upsell the menu and get you to spend as much as possible, right? Yeah. Yes. So I appreciate that customer service mentality there as well. Yeah, no, definitely a good point. And I would even go as far as to say, like, it didn't happen to us because everything was fantastic. But hypothetical, you order something and you just weren't too keen on it, they'll probably, like, take it away and give you something else, right? Because that's how amazing the service is, mm -hmm. right? No questions asked. Um, so again, Andiamo's guys, check it out. Fantastic. Um, on a sour note, the not so good thing, and Danny, you brought up rideshare a second ago. So obviously we just got done with dinner. It was cold on Fremont Street. So we started walking towards the plaza to go to where you can pick up a rideshare or a taxi, right? So I pull out my phone to start looking for either Lyft or Uber. Um, and someone is like, it's just too cold right now. There's taxis ready. Let's just jump in a, tax, a taxi and take it back to Delano because that's where we were staying at the time. And I'm like, all right, no big deal. It's been a long time since we took a taxi. So rookie mistake. <laughs> we get in a taxi. They hit the, obviously, the cab fare. We take off. Um, our taxi driver was, was extremely talkative and spoke about her side hustle forever. Um, by the time we got to Delano... It was a $40 cab fare and we gave her a $5 tip. So 45 bucks Oof. to get Fremont to Delano. And I looked at my phone just to check. It was $17 had we done ride share. So word, word out there, guys. Yes, go into Plaza if it's cold or rainy. Wait for your ride share. Taxis, man, they, they get you. They get you, yep. I have found it's a little harder to get rideshare downtown in my few experiences going down there. And even a taxi for that matter. Uh, I had to do the same thing. I had to settle for a taxi because I couldn't get a rideshare. And then I couldn't get a taxi until I walked over to Plaza because it had a line by Plaza. Mm -hmm. so, well, and I mean, Plaza is one of the places that has a better rideshare pickup mm -hmm. situation. But like downtown in general is a hot mess. A number of times I've gotten like picked up on some side street because there isn't somewhere <laughs> yeah. to go. Um, I'm sorry that happened. I, I will say, um, Dave, kind of taking over from your point, I my not so goods involved mm -hmm. driving too. And um, one, every rideshare we had, including when I took one to the airport in Austin because my car's in the shop, uh, was either an Infiniti QX60, nice, good, loved it, plenty of room, or a Tesla Model 3. Hated it. Small. <laughs> My crock got stuck under the seat one time. <laughs> I could not get out. I was like, My crock stuck. My crock stuck. And Ryan's like, what? Yeah. Get out. Um, so the, the, but what they told me is those two cars are very popular um, within the like ride share market because mm. of um, the return on investment, especially with the Teslas. Uh, Vegas is more electric car friendly than other cities. And so they're not investing in gas. They have all these places they can plug in for free, et cetera. But true for Ryan and Thomas being over six feet and um, me having monster Crocs on, 
we were always like having trouble getting I, I did not find those comfortable but the worst part was the quiet ride was ruined twice by drivers that just didn't honor it mm. and yeah. like i'm very direct about things and so the first time the driver did that was um when i was leaving when on saturday night going back to planet hollywood and i jump in he starts talking how you doing man blah 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 blah, blah. and i said oh I, I requested a quiet ride he was like, oh, <laughs> he was like offended by it. It was like, you're going to honor it. But the second time was uh, Thomas started setting up the driver and the driver had no problem being chatty and loud. Like, I don't mind. I mean, if you're going to chat, that's fine. Thomas owned that he got the driver going. But this dude wouldn't shut up. I was like, come on, man. It's like, if I request it, please do it. Uh, yeah. So that was a little annoying. And I hate when... Drivers think you're there to be entertained by their life. Mm. Yeah. I just don't want to hear it, especially the nonstop chatter. Um, we might have to do that as a bonus episode, though, like worst ride shares. Because I have. Oh, yeah. That's that a could good be call. good. That could be good. Yeah. We have stories. Yeah. yeah. I, I even have one to contribute there. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I got preached at one time. Oh, my God. It was. Oh, man. <laughs> so we'll talk about it in a bonus episode. Jay. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so that wasn't wonderful. And then I've just found that a lot of the resorts, and this is going to lead us into our big bets in a little bit, but a lot of the resorts have just stopped trying. Dave and Sonia, Casey, thank you for not showing up because I had a room at Excalibur as my last night room. And I was like, well, since Casey's not here, I'm going to sleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> they let me. Um, but that room had some issues. Dave, do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, some of the uh, the sink stopper uh, was definitely missing, right? And then the railing um, on the balcony, as we're laughing, <laughs> was missing as well, right? So um, it was like hanging there. Yeah, there was yeah. like a, a rail there. Yes. Like someone um, ripped it off and they just laid it like against mm -hmm. the, the glass. Yeah, like, oh, that's what this is. Um, and then I've had a persistent issue with Cosmo rooms missing furniture. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. We're missing like uh, the little the bench. The yeah. And yeah. the one outside, there was yeah. a, a like a bench or a chair missing outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You didn't have your couch on your terrace, so it's it's really odd and it concerns me. And I I don't know if this is Cosmo giving up in the transition since MGM has taken over, but maybe it's not complete. But that that bothered me. But uh, my Planet Hollywood room looked a little torn up too. Mm -hmm. uh, it just in general, if the prices are going up and Vegas is doing better than ever, I, I agree. Something for it. Agree. Right? And yeah, and going into and I know we'll mention it here in Big Beth, but talking about resort fees, you know, and I, I, we'll talk about it. But point is, if we're gonna pay more, we you've got to do Expect better. More. Yeah, you've got to do a little bit better. At least yeah. have the Wi-Fi working. Yeah, it's about accountability, right? Unless we mm -hmm. all start, maybe we'll have Ryan back on one day. He did not have a good check-in experience or players. That's right. Um, excuse my language, but he carried the fuck out at Fedora, <laughs> um, and it was wonderful to see. And it resulted in a hundred dollar dining credit. So there you go. Uh, I say that they did treat him wrong. So maybe I'll yeah. mention a little bit about that in a little bit. Either way, Sonia, what did you like and uh, not like so much on your trip? Well, talking about stays, Danny, um, we did three different stays this trip, mm. and Palazzo was very good. 
Um, that was our best day. And talking about paying resort fees, I did not mind paying resort fees for the type of amenities that you get there. The service, the room was very spacious. We had a spear view. We didn't even ask for it. She mm, gave it to true. us. Yeah. The bed was very comfortable, like that kind of bed where you don't want to get out of bed because it's just so cozy. Um, the water pressure in the shower was the best that we that we'd had at all three of the hotels. Um, the best other thing, which I know both, both Tucson and Danny love is the mobile order down at the Starbucks and you just mobile that and you go and grab it and it's right back up. We That's did that true. both of the nights that we were there. Um, yeah, the, and we really liked the casino there. It was mm -hmm. small, but it was lively. It was fun. We won some money. David got all crazy on bubble craps. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Hawk would be proud. Yeah. He did send Hog a message about that. Sir, I, so I'll go over it in 30 <laughs> seconds, right? So Tucson, after watching Hog's videos, like that seven-minute video you put out, right, where you guys put in like 200 piece. And then oh, I had the, been watching the on bubble craps. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had been watching uh, YouTube videos for bubble craps and craps in general, right, because it's something you I want to try. So I started with 100, and Sonia comes by, and I'm doing my thing, and – She's like, how you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I guess, okay, still learning. I got it down to like 30 bucks. And then all of a sudden, I just got on a heater. I started winning. I started winning, betting more, betting more. Um, I got it up to $450. Wow. And I probably should have cashed out. But then mm -hmm. I thought I could get it up to twice that amount. And before I knew it, Sonia comes back. She's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm at zero. I don't have <laughs> of nothing. Course. Yeah. Of course. But it was fun. Oh, I had a blast. You, du you doubled. You should have cashed that out. Yeah. Should have cashed that out. Quadrupled yep. in that case. You yeah. Did. Yeah. Did. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was Delano. And I mean, I'm sorry, that was Palazzo and we loved it. On the other hand, we uh -oh. stayed at Delano the first leg of our trip. And I know this is an unpopular opinion. I know a lot of people like Delano. Um, we didn't love it. The room was kind of bland. I don't think it had any personality. Uh, that was the first thing I noticed when we got there. Um, the check-in process was okay. Yeah. He, you know, he did up, he asked us if we wanted to upgrade cause the room was ready $50 a night to, um, more of like a suite where we have the panoramic view. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did that mm -hmm. because the room was ready. But when we got there within the room, the cabinet under the wet bar was very dirty. Like, like they'd never cleaned it out. There's old bags and dust and all kinds of stuff. I took a picture of it. The The pressure was really, really low. It just, in the shower. In the shower. Yeah. The shower almost, I, I know this is going to sound gross, but the shower almost felt like, like it hadn't been clean. Like there was something on, it was either soap or mold or something. I just, film. so I know, yeah, like a film of some sort. I just, I didn't like the way it felt. So I actually put a towel down to yeah. take a, a carry, shower. I had to carry something yeah. in the shower the whole time. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't love it. Um, the bed was extra firm, like oh, yeah. probably our worst for me. I, and I like a semi-firm bed, but that one was way too firm. Yes. Um, we did have a good view of the strip though. It was That's really true. good. Yeah. So that, that was kind of our not so great. Um, and again, when you think about things like that, I don't feel like if I'm paying the same resort fee for that one, as I am for Palazzo world of difference on the two. That's true. Night so, day. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah I prefer... do like how quiet the Delano rooms are, but it doesn't match the design of the lobby or rest. Mm -hmm. Good call. Yeah. Agree. Kind of hospital institutional, those rooms. Yeah. 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 Good call. We prefer staying at Mandalay Bay because we, we've stayed at Delano. You will see that soon. Um, <laughs> and I think, I don't know, I have so many trips, so confused. So I don't even know if it's been out or not. I got to double check. But 
we felt the same way. We felt like we walked into an apartment, very bland. A, a lot of our British friends love Delano. And, you know, they think the, the, the all white theming is very smart, quote unquote smart. And I get it. But then the bathroom seemed very dim and dark. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, it, yeah, I just, we need a little bit more uh, character in the mm-hmm. room. Um, yeah. But yeah, I felt like I was staying in an apartment more though. But then again, we were staying at Wynn and it was our first time staying at Wynn prior to moving over to Delano. Uh, so big difference. big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for y'all because slowly my cult of Palazzo followers is growing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did y'all stayed there and mentioning the beds everywhere. Um, is Do you think Palazzo is the top bed in Vegas or is it Winter Encore? Oh. I liked them both. That's... And I liked we Encore. You liked Encore better? It's yeah. been, we stayed at Encore probably years, six years ago, five years ago. So I have to, I have to, it'd be a while. I got to think about that one. But I know the Palazzo bed was fantastic. You know, the other bed mm. just to throw out there was the bed at Resorts World was really good and comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, Sonia's keen on, on Resorts World. For, yeah. for me though, I'd say Palazzo, Danny. And, and the reason for it is both beds are very similar. But at Palazzo, I could jack down the AC to make the room cold because I like mm-hmm. to sleep in cold. At Encore, it may have just been our room, but I woke up in the middle of the night sweating. And maybe that oh. has something to do with alcohol or it wasn't cold <laughs> enough. But maybe David. Was, right, right. But I, I remember waking up and being like, man, it's hot in this room. And I looked at the AC and I had it turned down to like, I think the lowest you go was like 65. But at the Palazzo, I remember Sonia waking up and she's like, honey, it's cold in here. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I do have to say that the best bed I've been in is Nomad, for sure. Uh, Actually, I forgot about that one. Yeah, for sure. And then the we just recently stayed at Excalibur in a staywell. That aside from the rest of the room, that bed was super comfy. Right? Interesting. Was okay. Super comfy. Some of the best sleep I've had is in an Excalibur bed. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe my bar is so low when I go there that it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Casey, have you stayed at Wynn Encore or Palazzo? I was at Wynn on the when they're uh, they had that Wynn app mm-hmm. and uh, the, their casino app, and I got like a one night stay there, and yeah, it was a very nice room. Enjoyed it. Yep. All right. So we're gonna make Palazzo the home of the It's Vegas Y'all signature bed. That's right. All right, Sonia. Sorry. All right. No, we're we are good. Um, we just the last thing we want to call out mm. was the best highlight of the whole trip mm. was the winnings. So we can confirm that the slot machines were definitely working for us. This yeah, trip. yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Like a two She's like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, right? So All right, next up, let's go to Dave and Casey for Big Bets. All right, Big Bets is our segment dedicated to bigger Vegas news that deserves a double down. And in this week's podcast, MGM is increasing their resort fees. This information is from the Las Vegas Review Journal. 
Effective Tuesday, January 16th at 10 a.m., MGM increased resort fees at all properties. The resort fees are now $37 a night at Luxor and Excalibur, $42 a night at New York, New York, Nomad, Park MGM, and the Signature at MGM Grand, $45 a night at MGM Grand, Mandalay Bay, and Delano, and $50 a night at Aria, Vidara, Bellagio, and the Cosmopolitan. Resort fees are also subject to taxation, so the actual cost per day is even greater. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's jump into that, Casey. Real quick note, though, I didn't even realize it. January 16th is when it occurred. What also occurred on January 16th, Sonia? Oh, I turned 21. There it is. So Sonia's birthday present to everyone is higher resort fees. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sonia. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Awesome. So let's talk about the hotel tax rate, guys. So in Las Vegas, it's 13.38% as of 2023. This includes a stateroom tax of 10.5%, the Las Vegas room tax of 1.88%, Las Vegas Las Vegas tourism surcharge of 0.5%, and the Las Vegas stadium tax, go Raiders, of 0.88%. Additionally, the hotel room rate is subject to a Las Vegas sales tax of 8.25%. So assume altogether, right, an additional 21.63% in taxes per day on these increased resort fees. So Casey, definitely a couple of questions just running through my mind right off the bat. But the first one I have for you is what exactly are we paying for with these fees? Uh, I think it's just, you know, me, I think this is how the casinos are getting money in the door. You know, Mm it's the way to increase revenue. And then how they spend it is, you know, multiple multitude of ways, right? Uh, to in, you know, to improve their property, maintenance, pay their employees, uh, taxes, debt. Uh, it's just another way to get more money from our pockets to theirs, so they can pay the bills that they're due, right? So it, it's it's an effective strategy for them. I think it gets it straight to their bottom line, and uh, not sharing with the Expedia's of the world too is another reason they do it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I know we talked about it earlier in the podcast and like Danny mentioned too, right? Las Vegas is killing it, right? Quarter after quarter after quarter since like 2019 post-COVID, right? They've just been killing it with revenue. So do you think we would get any increased benefits with these additional resort fees? I don't think we're going to see additional benefit that that we We'll see. Uh, I think hopefully they'll, they'll use the increased revenue and, and put it back into the resort in some manner. Uh, that's what that's the only way we'll see it. Right. But, you know, they could just use it to you know pay their bills more. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there'll be a trickle down effect eventually that we'll see. Right. But before we see that, they'll increase them again. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's just their way of operating. And and the bit, will we see it? I, I, the question is, it'll be very difficult to to see. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think one of the questions that I've thought about, and I think some of our uh, listeners have said as well, is should they just fold the resort fee into the price overnight? Right. So you won't see a resort fee, but instead of one hundred and ninety nine dollars a night, you're going to see two hundred and fifty dollars a night. Do you think people? would see zero resort fee 250 that's a deal and just do it 
I don't know. It's a very good question, and, and uh, there probably should be like some study or analysis done. But uh, I think people, I, I think people, they think it's sneaky, yeah, you know, to do the resort fee. However, what what they're not looking is at like the total package, right? If if they did it your way, you know, the one fifty a night, uh, you know, would be more expensive than current, right? If they didn't do a resort fee. Well, then I think people just complain. I think people like to complain too. And uh, <laughs> then they would say, well, this room's now 150 a night and it used to be 100 a night. Uh, y'all, y'all tricky son of a guns, y'all. <laughs> you yep. Know? Uh, I think, I think the, this just shows that Vegas is in a very hot street. Uh, you know, revenue's growing, more people, 58 million people went through that lot of the airport uh, this year. And they're also talking about getting another airport now out in Las Vegas. Have y'all heard those, those talks? I heard that. No, I haven't heard that yet. Yeah. And it's just Vegas is booming. And in, in boom cycles, resorts want to see what they can get away with. And uh, I see one of your other questions is, uh, will others, you know, do Follow this? Follow suit? Yeah. Yes. Well, absolutely. MGM is the largest by revenue, you know. And what they do sets the standard and it will start to trickle down effect uh, in short order too. Yeah, no, I think that's good that you said MGM kind of sets the tone for everyone else, right? To kind of see what everyone else does. So it'll be interesting. Guys, open it up to the panel. Danny, what do you think? Cyber attacks, broken rails on your balcony. (laughs) They set the standard. Um, (laughs) I I am not a fan of MGM um, or any of the major conglomerates. Um, to, to give a little bit of grounding in this, so resort fee started, although it wasn't transparently disclosed because of OTAs taking commission. So these are online travel agencies like Casey mentioned, your Expedias, um, other third parties that are selling rooms in Vegas, right? And so they have a right to a commission on the hotel room rate. Mm-hmm. What the resort fee does is it isolates a fee that the OTAs cannot get commission on Hmm. so it's a way of bringing in revenue on those rooms they're selling through third parties without giving commission so it's it's capturing more money the the problem i what's that i said sneaky it it could be sneaky right and i think that's where we have issues with transparency and trust Hmm. um and corporate vegas doesn't have an issue with just doing things and having us Accept it because people do um, the, the longer that we are okay with it, right? I, I hear the argument that it's still a good value in Vegas. However, they're going to good value us up into much higher prices <laughs> if we keep letting them get away with it. And I mean, yeah. what's sneaky to me, the worst part of this is that, I mean, I, I haven't paid a resort fee in ages. I think maybe a couple of years since we stayed at Palazzo, which again, I think it's worth it because you actually get a resort and resort amenities. Do I think it's worth what they're advertising? This is where I think it's sneaky. Um, they give you free phone calls. When is the last time you used like a physical phone? They might as well put a rotary phone in the room, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so that's dumb. Uh, I know Venetian Palazzo and others do the daily digital newspaper. Also not going to use, you know what that's called for me? Facebook, because I'm old. (laughs) I'm not going to use your daily digital newspaper. Access to the gym. Other than Dave, who's working out? (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're giving me resort amenities that are bullshit. I I would expect 
when I see resort fees other places, like I went to a conference in Orlando, that resort had like a an on-site spa that you still have to get a pass for, um, but it was included in the resort fee, mm -hmm. right? The internet was included in the resort fee and it was high speed. It wasn't this unreliable crap. Um, and that's where it gets me. Give me something that I can buy into. Don't yeah. don't don't bullshit me, please. So that's my opinion on it. Yeah. Tucson, I know you had a thought on it. What's I did. Mm -hmm. So first I think, you know, those resort fees, it, it's I think it's relevant to the buyer, right? So if you know, you'll see big players, you know, that big gamblers with big money that come in and they expect, you know not to pay resort fees or get them waived based on their play. Um, and then you have people that don't really gamble. They're in Vegas for the food, you know, or, you know, the entertainment. And so for them, um, I think you might not get too much um, feedback from, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. for me, um, I feel me and me and Hog has spoken about this. I feel like there should be like an opt out version or option, I mean, um, or like some sort of wristband that you wear that tells like, you know, the people checking at the pool for your room key that you opted out of using the hmm. pool. You've opted out of using the gym or the spa. Hmm. Um, the internet, Hog and I, we're not, you know, we don't edit our videos while we're on a trip in Vegas. We do that after the fact, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've always said like, we don't, we don't need the internet here, right? Yeah. We could just, once we get off, you know, down on the casino floor or out on the strip, we could just use, you know, our, our own, you know, mm -hmm. phone-based internet, whatever access. And so I think, um, and, and so I think that should be an option, whether that's a realistic option or not. I think it is because there's been plenty of hotels I've stayed at uh, outside of Vegas where you had to either pay if you want high-speed internet, like a little extra, um, which is still way cheaper than the resort fees that that they're proposing now or that they that they've up now. And then, um, you know, or you could just but you don't or you need to have a code to you access mm. the Internet. Yeah. So it's not like it's, you know, something that they can't do. I, I just, right. you know, I just feel like they should have an opt out option because me yeah. and Hog don't use the pools. We don't do spas. We're yeah. just there to gamble. And we really don't need access to the internet immediately in our room. We really yeah. don't. You can opt out at Wincore. At least the last time I stayed there, you could Ooh, before that. I didn't know um, that. But what happens is then you have to pay for internet if you want it. But I'm like you. If I'm going to need any, I'll just use my data on my phone. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I love that of all the places, Wincore is the one doing this opt-out option. I'm sure there are others. Listeners, if you know of any, please tell us on our Facebook group, send us an email, leave us a voicemail, etc. Because I think it's it's an interesting conversation. I think if you're going to call something something and try to sell it as having a package of services available, it should have some value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way. Well, this is an interesting deep dive, but uh, does anyone know the three casinos that have no resort fees? Casino Royale. Queens. One. Four Queens. That's two. And uh, uh, Fremont. Binions, yeah. Binions. Uh, well, well Binions, I'm sorry. Binions, Binions. Yeah. yeah, they covered that on uh, the LVA podcast, and I was like, huh. 
right. So, but it kind of yeah. goes to show no one even really knows that, you know. Like, yeah. I didn't know that until they told me, right? I knew Four Queens. Four Queens is that's their saying, right? They don't do resort fees. But how mm -hmm. many of us have stayed at Four Queens in the last five years? None of us, right? Like never. It shows there. you that the the power of that fee isn't yeah. strong enough for us to go to Four Queens. Right? That's, that's right. right. That's right. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm not staying at Casino Royale. So, <laughs> <laughs> however, two cent, I did learn that um, Casino Royale the they have free parking there. Did you know that? Yes, I, I saw the same um, uh, video. Uh, yeah. I think Anthony Curtis and what's his name, Andrew? Andrew yeah. It? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I didn't, we didn't know that. So now we've got another option as far as where we can park if need. Yeah, they might right. regret sharing that, right? Everyone's yeah. going to go over there. <laughs> oh, well, you know, resort fees, hot mess. Tell us on the Facebook group what you think. Um, if you're a patron, tell us on uh, the main board there where you can add your comments, what you think. I think, as Casey said, as long as nobody puts up a stink, they're going to keep raising these every mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think you sh everyone should question. You don't have to be mean. It's not the front desk person's fault, but ask them, like, can I opt out of this? Because I'm not going to use any of these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And start fighting back on it because Vegas is doing better than ever. You don't get to reach that deeply into my pockets. I just snapped. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> All right. All right. Die tribe over. Dave, Casey. All right. With that, let's go over to uh, Two Cent and Sonia for our Dejan Lounge segment. Legion Lounge is our segment dedicated to casino and gambling related topics. This week, we're doing a round of Say Something, Save Something. Um, for Say Something, we're going to talk about something that we've seen in Vegas that, in particular, a resort that is given up and is resting on its reputation. And um, when I was thinking about this, um, I quickly thought of Fontainebleau. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And I, I, you know, I thought, oh, that's kind of a joke. Right. But not really. Like, is the reputation, I mean, they just opened and is the reputation based on the fact that it's been 20 years in the making. And so it's been so hyped up and, you know, the minute they open consensus is they've given up, you mm -hmm. know? And so when Hog and I recently went and visited, um, we got the same kind of a feeling um, and then with all the little tidbits we're getting from social media, from podcasts and, and Vegas news sources, it's like people are already leaving, you know, top execs are already leaving. Um, they're already, you know, cutting back on staff. And, uh, yeah, so I just, I immediately thought of, uh, Fountain Blue, right? Um, another property though, um, that's been, you know, established on the Vegas Strip, and it's probably uh, a bias on our part would be the Paris uh, Hotel and Casino. Uh, when we stayed at Paris, we've only stayed there once and it was a terrible experience. <laughs> and uh, you will actually see that in our upcoming October series from <laughs> over a year ago. But that's it, that series is a great series. You should watch it. And um, we don't hold back. And um, it just it was a big letdown considering 
how much they were going to charge us uh, for booking um, an extra night prior because uh, we ended up in Vegas a day early for some reason. And they wanted to charge us like three, four hundred dollars. And, you know, if you guys saw the pictures on Twitter or X and, uh, of what are the state of our room, I mean, it was violating uh, OSHA, I, I think. It was, it was wow. violating some OSHA yeah, guidelines for pretty. sure. No. And so, um, yeah, I think that is uh, one property that has too much hype around it. And then the mm -hmm. casino floor, every time I make an honest attempt to hit up that casino floor and I just, I just, the vibe's not there for me. I agree. I just don't, I don't feel it. The only thing that I really enjoy walking by all the time is that nice little like bar area with all the little white seat, uh, mm, yeah. seats there. And then that big stage with the big red. Oh yeah. Curtain. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 But, and then of course we also did use the, the mobile app order for their, uh, little coffee shop downstairs. I forget what it's called. So that was a convenient thing. But other than that, I think overall the, uh, uh, then again, uh, this is from uh, based on our experience. I know, uh, Sonia, Dave, you guys had, uh, somewhat of a different experience. Yeah. Well, we had actually, I, I do agree with you about I, Paris though, agree, in yes. general, because Paris used to be more of Caesar's, one of Caesar's premier resorts. And I think over the years we've seen that that's changed. Yeah. Um, and just a quick uh, to add on that, when we checked into the resort, remember we're the lowest status, whatever that is. I know Danny's I like diamond. Gold, right? yeah. yeah. So when we checked in, it was like one o'clock She's like, oh, your room's ready. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, can we go and go in? And she's like, yeah, for a $50 upgrade fee. And I said, well, the room's ready. Is, is it okay if we, and I, I was like, it's my, I even told, I even used the birthday card. And I was like, it's my birthday. We're just here one night. And she, she's like, no, for a $50 upgrade fee. And I'm like, but if I was diamond, would I have got that waived? So yeah, so not so happy with Caesars about yeah, that. That's not my. In, though. She did it like nonchalantly. She's like, "Oh yeah, your room's ready." Like getting you hyped up. Yeah. And she's like, "I'm gonna go ahead and get you processed. It's just gonna be fifty dollars." And like you would not hear that. In yeah. Your, and we're like, "Wait a minute." Yeah. Fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not not so happy about that. I do want to mention one other resort as we're talking about the, a resort that kind of. Um, you know, is famous, if you will, but, you know, just doesn't, doesn't really do a whole lot anymore. And I think that's the MGM grand for me. It's kind of like that for the MGM properties. I think it's kind of living on its reputation. It's definitely given up some, I know that's an unpopular opinion, maybe for most, but it used to house all kinds of sporting events. And I think it was like one of MGM's premier hotels and it just isn't anymore. You know, um, we don't really love going into MGM grand. Uh, it's just grand, you know, and I just, we don't ever win there normally. So, but we still go and play every now and then, but again, you got to think it once housed like a lion habitat and it was just the place to be to watch boxing matches. And I think the glitz and the glamor of the grand is, is gone for me. Any thought on that? I mean, Casey, are you taking this personally? Cause that's <laughs> I don't know how to respond right now. <laughs> no, I get it. No, the, the thing about the MGM is just, it's so monstrous when you it is. from the strip. They need to do something with that first football field of walking when you get in there. Yeah. What was that? Uh, it's just a vacant. They got like a sports book area and like a center bar and just vastness. And it, it they could do something, right? And that's our point. Yeah. Just sitting the whole thing. Uh, you know, 
this is intended to say, well, come on, do better, right? Right. Do something with that. Uh, you got all the space and property is you know valuable in, in Vegas. Well, MGM Grand, you're sitting on a lot of area that you could do something that would bring guests in. And instead, you just got to run a vacuum cleaner over it every now and then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's what I love, y'all. We're always going to be fair. Some of us might might be more complaining about it. But Casey likes MGM Grand, but that's true. That entrance, y'all, remember when it used to be Wizard of Oz theme? Yes, yeah. yes. So much interesting stuff. I will say one easy fix is throw those poker players way back into the, the building. Why is that poker room up in front? One of the most boring like visuals <laughs> is a poker room for me. Yeah, like, I don't know why it's so close to the front. I agree. Um, yeah. My answer is going to be what I always say, y'all, but I'm going to throw in a plus one. Um, Cosmo and Aria, both show Aria. where for being top notch properties with MGM, um, don't have broken rail pieces on your balcony, Cosmo. <laughs> Third room in a row where the sink isn't working. Yeah. My shower wouldn't drain three rooms ago. Like the people that are paying money for these, I'm comp no resort fee, but if you're paying money for that and they never respond right. to the request. Like I supported y'all union members. Yeah. I, I, it's frustrating to see Vegas make more and more money. And yet the value proposition continues to decrease for the visitor and player. So those are my answers. And then uh, miles to memories, had a segment a couple uh, weeks ago about Aria rooms. One of them had uh, mold and mildew all over like the restroom and in the room. And I just find that absolutely unacceptable. Right. Unacceptable for a room like that. And my experience was not good so much so that I'll never go back. Ryan had the same thing. So um, especially the luxury resorts, I expect it to be absolutely yeah. two cent level immaculate. That's right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. White glove test, please. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All right. And then moving on to actually, Casey, did you give us yours before I move on? I don't, I don't have a general one for like a specific casino, but the thing I would like them to do better on and the reason I get, like to go to Vegas is the free drinks. Mm -hmm. just across the board, you can't get a free drink anywhere. Mm, uh, gotcha. Very rarely. So. All, all properties need to do better on that, but I think that's just another cost cutting measure. Uh, you can increase revenue, you know, with your resort fee, and then you can also increase profits by decreasing the amount of free drinks, right? And I, yeah, I, they've done both. So mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I was I was hoping Casey was going to counteract you and be like the Palazzo. It's living on its reputation. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know what? That could be a good argument there. All right, so let's move on to our next one, which is our save something portion of this, which our Facebook group had some good suggestions. I um, want to mention that a lot of them talked about um, the Bellagio fountains. So sorry, hog. Um, <laughs> specifically, the people that kind of mentioned that was Stuart Hotchkiss and Daniel Ocean, John Green, Marge, just to name a few. Another thing that people mentioned were the themed hotels. So that's something they would like to save in Las Vegas. Um, we've had that from Tristan, Marge again, Tracy, Chris, um, Andrew Fisher, Melba. So Casey even mentioned that, the themed hotels. And then Denise mentioned a couple of things, affordable buffets, which I agree, Denise. And then also the soaker tubs. Yes, that's always a good one. I think for me personally, um, one thing that sets Vegas apart from other casinos, 
in general is the free drinks. I know you mentioned that, Casey, and I know that that's getting harder and harder to get from cocktail servers. Um, but I think that that sets it apart. And that's one thing I would want to save in Vegas. I hope that doesn't ever go away. Um, and I know we had a couple people mention that as well. Um, Hawkliff, did I, am I saying that correctly? Mentioned that as well about the free drink. So I think that is something for me. Tucson, do you have something that you'd want to save in Las Vegas? Yeah. Number one thing, neon. Yeah. Oh, save good call. Love it. The neon, like either, I know we have the neon museum, nice perfect right but i want i don't want to see that in a in a boneyard if you will i want to see right. that on the strip as i'm experiencing vegas downtown has a lot more uh neon going on you know i just and and then in the future too like if if you can't uh, maintain and save the current neon well just implement or, or you know more neon into the newer newer um properties that are being mm -hmm. built keep it alive that's what vegas is known for i mean look at the welcome to las vegas sign it's got neon on it right because neon is a big part of vegas's beginnings and um i i don't want to ever see that go away um yeah vegas but neon man the argument people always give is it's so expensive to maintain blah 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 leds cheaper and i hear that but have y'all seen the rio exterior recently yeah. yeah, it has an upgrade now, right? Right. It's not neon, but they did something different with the lighting mm -hmm. to make it interesting. What I'm tired of are big rectangular LED billboards. Yeah. Yeah. There's they nothing don't need, sexy about it. They don't need to make the neon grand like they are doing with these LED uh, boards or whatever. I mean, just, you know, something, you know, that can be visible as you're walking into the property or just out from the street, you know, just something, it doesn't have to be grand, but you know, when you're betting $3 a bet and you hit a bonus and you, and you win a total of $2 and 90 cents, hey. come on, you guys can afford yeah. a little bit of neon. Somewhere. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's Again, true. within the context of Vegas is doing better than ever. Mm -hmm. Try harder. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I got emotional in the beginning of my last vlog. I don't know if y'all have seen it out there listening, but it's one of my favorite intros. Um, self petting myself on that. <laughs> um, but I got a little emotional. I put in some footage from one of the local stations, like they're flying over the strip and like the Pointer Sisters or I guess at Caesars Palace or something. But you see then how dark the city is with the accents of neon. And I'm like, that's the Vegas I remember. Now it's like, in your face brightness and there's nothing yeah. subtle about that right yeah. uh anyway just i'm old that's yeah no, just real quick to add to it too i wonder danny to your point if they do that on purpose to deter you to get you inside and the reason why i'm saying that is two cent you bring up neon on this trip we're crossing over the bridge from bellagio to horseshoe now right and it has the glass wall and the flamingos right there mm. i stop every trip I stop to take a picture of the flamingo in the yes. neon that's right there mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. the glitz and glamour and bright lights. I'll just probably continue walking by it or just give it a once over and be like, okay, that's cool and move on. I have to stop at the flamingo every trip to take a picture of that. You've mm -hmm. got the younger um, crowd that are all about, uh, you know, 
taking those IG pics and yeah. having somewhat of a cool background. They want to bring back the nineties. Well, Vegas in the nineties was filled with neon, mm -hmm. you know, so let's attract all sorts of people, you know, even if, if yeah. you're just attracting people that don't like to gamble, but they like to take all their Instagram, yeah. TikTok videos yeah. in front of some neon. I mean, make it, make it more mm -hmm. appealing. Yeah. That, that, that I wonder if anyone's going to be brave enough to make that effort with the last three resorts that have opened, they're becoming more and more samey. Mm -hmm. I mean, not in design, but in feel, right? This idea mm -hmm. that you have kind of this white warehouse with one color accents. It's very monotone or bitone in, in, in how they design things. But could you imagine if like Rio, for example, went back to the carnival theme with all the bright colors and the interior neon and the, I'm hoping they do that in a modern twist to yeah. be different. Right. Be different and interesting. You yeah. incorporate the theming. You incorporate the 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 newness because they've updated it but kept it, you know, old, like uh, nostalgic, right? Yeah. And, you know. I, I like Circa did. Circa did, a, I think, an outstanding job, you know? I mean, they got new yeah. and they got neon. It's it's beautiful. I like hybrid. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I mean, downtown still has a lot of neon. I just don't want to go downtown. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if Resort World or, or <laughs> this, the uh, the news on Fountain Blue. I don't even know if they have signage out on the strip. Like neon used to be an advertisement. Hey, I'm a casino. Yeah, I'm yeah. open. Here's my logo and neon. It gets mm -hmm. your attention. And now I think they just build these casinos and just expect us to find them. Like they yeah. sign on the street that they're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they yeah. do have like a tall, like rectangular LED thing in front of it, but in in com you know in comparison to the grandeur yeah. of right. the actual hotel building, it's very small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I will say quickly, my save would be a twenty four a twenty four hour diner option. We don't really have many of those, but if I'm gambling at three a.m. and finally decide I should eat something. It shouldn't be that hard to find. Yeah. I, I, want pancakes. I want pancakes at that time. That or, reminds me this last time in Vegas, we were staying at Resorts World. We ended up, you know, I ended up winning some, some cash and it ended up getting really late. So instead of driving out to Phoenix at nine 30 at night, we decided to just stay at Resorts World and um, nothing was open, not even juniors. Randy's oh wasn't nothing was open. So and this was like around I'm gonna say midnight, one o'clock. I mean wow. to be fair, wow. it was kind of like later, but it and it was the first uh of January. We walked over, I was like, Well, we always have we went to McDonald's in between Resorts World and, and uh Circus Circus. Mm -hmm. They were closed, the doors were locked, but yet there were there were several um homeless people in there. Huh? I don't, we couldn't get in. So, okay. So then we're like, okay, well, we've got pepper mill. Let's go to pepper mill. Pepper mill was closed. Oh, because it was new year's day. I get it. I get it. You know, they had, they had closed early. They didn't stay open all night. So then our only option was Denny's. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there you go. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So. Well, the thing that I would say is another light is the Luxor beam light. 
with, with the neon going away and everything else seemingly going away. I hope they never take the light away from the Luxor mm. because that's that's quintessential Vegas. And uh, you know, they already turn it off after certain hours, right? Uh, they used to stay on pretty much all night. Now they turn it off like at one o'clock or so. Oh. Uh, I could see them reducing it to a 10 minute show one day, you know, like, oh, better look up at 9 p.m. to see the, the, the beam. And then they cut it off. Same thing with the Paris, the Eiffel Tower, right? Yeah, Eiffel Tower that, that uh, goes dark too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there's light pollution, they say, you know, and we would hate to have light pollution in the desert. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what other. Hey, <laughs> Vegas is supposed to be open 24 7. Come on now. That's, That's right. True. Right? All right. Well, coming up with favorites, we're kicking it back over to Danny. All right. So every episode we try to go over a quick list of something that's our favorite and we post it on our website. It's VegasYall.com. Make sure you check it out. It tells about us, the different hosts and panelists for the show. It also gives you access to our last shows, uh, not including the bonus episodes. You can look at our merch and we'll have other things. Casey's putting together some data that's going to be shared on there. That's very exciting. Um, that we really want to give you all some extra value. So check it out if you can. But this week's favorites is I was thinking about this because I spent um, more time alone this last trip. And one of my favorite things to do is go out early in the morning in Vegas and uh, get a coffee, kind of walk around and uh, gamble. And so my question is, what is your favorite early morning location in Vegas for me? It's the casino of Winter Encore early in the morning with some coffee, a cigarette, and a slot machine. <laughs> Casey, what about you? I thought about this for a little bit, uh, but I had to go with Mon Amagabi being one of the first customers in line at 7 a.m. when they open, being sat out on their patio and having a coffee and their uh, breakfast out on the strip overlooking the vegas sunrise you know that's my favorite thing i used to start like there's probably three or four trips in a row where i would always start the day off on that patio of bon abogabi at paris Hi, sorry casey i'm not making fun of you but you're talking about mon ami gabi yeah, yeah. That, okay i've never heard is. it pronounced your way and i feel like i need to now <laughs> <Say it that way. laughs> mon ami gabi from now on, Monami Gabi. That's, that's right. That's how we say it. <laughs> I love Casey. Lord. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Monami Gabi. That's because uh, I took French sort of at one time, but I, I fucking love it. it sorry. It's now Monami Gabi. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Two set. Uh, you know, me and Hog, it whenever we can, we love our early morning Dupar pancakes. Um, mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that that, in, you know, entails getting up early, driving out there. Um, we did stay at Suncoast uh, one trip, and it was so convenient coming down mm -hmm. bright and early what the elevators to the rooms are right there right outside of dupars and just strolling on in i don't even think we got ready we just kind of stroll in all <laughs> all hediondos you know what i mean that's, that's spanish for Mon yeah. Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah. We just hideous. <laughs> yeah. Glasses and hats on and you know the deal. But yeah, that. And then of course, just early morning, we're talking about like four or five in the morning or no, not even. Well, it depends on the time of year. Whenever the sun is like not above the horizon, but just barely waking up and lighting the, mm -hmm. the horizon and the strip is dead. Casino floors are dead. We love that. Yeah. yeah. Same, same. Love it. Dave and Sonia. Um, piggybacking off you, yeah. same thing, uh, Danny, but early morning. I mean, for me, be Cosmo with the cashew latte, but uh, early. So I think they open at seven. Yeah, seven. seven yeah. Anyways, they're open yeah, early. Pretty yeah. early. And then I like, a, I like a quiet casino in the morning with the coffee. And a slot machine. Yeah. That's, his, that's my favorite. Historically, we've had luck always yeah. at the Cosmo his, in the morning. Minus this past trip. We yeah. Got, well, but I got my butt kicked. But Historically, yeah. in my mind, I constantly think of all the drunk people that are putting money in machines in the middle of the night. And then I'm there first thing in the morning to try to, to collect, collect it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my thought process. I love yes. it. That's smart. You know, that, what is that an age thing? Casey, do you get up that early in Vegas? Like, we are all like 4, 5, 6 a.m. Yeah, people. I, I typically can't sleep in past 5 or 6 o'clock, no matter what happens the night before. That is the best time in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was referring to our last trip, and we just never went to bed. <laughs> there's also that. There's also that. Yeah, there's also that. Funny. Yeah. Well, Share with us on the Facebook group. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Carry a pigeon. Wow, I'm slipping up all over my words, but you get my point. Tell us your favorite early morning thing in place in Vegas. We want to know because uh, we always need, always need more ideas. As long as Sonia can get a, what is it, cashew latte? Cashew latte. Uh, yes. Followed by a mimosas. She's yes. Yeah. All right. Let's close out with some listener feedback. Y'all, we asked last week to uh, inspire y'all to do some voicemails, and uh, we got a good response. This week, we have three voicemails we're going to respond to. They're all from patrons, which we love, but it is not required that you have to be a member of our rig crew. They're just acting better than y'all, so get it together. <laughs> yeah. uh, but seriously, let's go ahead and listen to these and uh, see what they say. This week, we start first with Rachel from Australia. Oi! Hi, everyone. Um, hope you have all had a great start to 2024. I know some of you have got a Vegas trip uh, under your belt already. I'm looking forward to my upcoming one in February. Anyway, a question that I had for you all. Um, Vegas tattoos. What is your thoughts on them? Do any of you have a tattoo anywhere of Vegas? If so, what is it? And if not, would you ever get a tattoo of Vegas anywhere on your body? All right, looking forward to um, the next episode of the podcast. Have a good weekend. Bye, all. All right, tattoos. Who's got them? Yes. Dave? Yes. Yeah. Hey. No, so I, I would definitely rage. Yes, we have we have yet to do it, mm -hmm. but we still want to do the old ten dollar tattoo thing. We have one already picked out. It's yeah. a little Simba from the Lion King that we're both going to get on our wrist. Da, um, da, da. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Da, da. If Sorry. it was up to me, I would have sleeves. Yeah, um, one sleeve would be Vegas, one sleeve would be Disney, and then just all around my chest and back. But 
I'm I'm in favor of tattoos. Yes. Absolutely, me too. I, and they're kind of addicting. I mean, we both have one, um, but we want to get more that represent what we love, you know. And that's kind of what I think tattoos are about. So you have a mimosa tattoo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm never gonna. Don't. <laughs> I'm never gonna not love mimosas, so that's a good idea, Dan. Yes. Yeah. Anyone else have a tattoo? I have a little dot, and uh, I'll keep this story short. Uh, I was sent to a type of school in North Idaho when I was a wee teen, and me and a friend decided to steal some Indian ink from the art room, go into the woods. <laughs> give ourselves some tattoos but we just tested it to see if it worked <laughs> on me and i am so glad i was the first one to give the tattoo not get the tattoo but i have never been opposed to tattoos i've always wanted one and there's always been a moment there's been several moments throughout my life where i came close to it but something came up yeah um you know and something got in the way and um and in hindsight i'm super glad um and then when I met Hog, Hog has several tattoos. And, you know, I was telling him, yeah, you know, I'm not opposed to one. I'd like to get one. But um, he's like, you know what? It's kind of rare now to see, I guess, in his opinion, to see a female without a tattoo or something. He just kind of liked the idea that I didn't have a tattoo. So I kind of just like, all right, well, that kind of, um, you know, kept me from getting one. Not that you know, if I came across something I really wanted, now mm -hmm. would it be, would it be a Vegas design design? I, I, I don't know. I, I think I have a couple of ideas of, of something that hits closer to heart and home for me that I would get first. Um, so yeah, um, we do know, I don't know if this counts, but we have a friend who did get a Vegas type tattoo. And this is where I'm going to ask you guys what your opinion on, on this is. He got a, a, a tattoo that basically is two visuals that basically say hog and two cent without saying hog and two cent. Cool. <laughs> oh, cool. So Wait, you got someone that tattooed y'all on them? Dude, it was a huge surprise. Yes, we got a picture sent to us and we we're like looking at it first. We're like, Wait, what is that? That's a that's a hog. No, at first I was like, that's like a pig. And then there's like two pennies. And I'm like, what is that? Oh, and that is like, clever. And then it's got, I think, like the a YouTube symbol underneath it. And I'm like, dude, that's Hog and Two Cent. Oh, my God. We were like shocked that he did this. I'm, I'm not going to mention his name because if he wants to put it out there, he can. But uh, I was like, wow. <laughs> that's... Was it on this person's ass? No. <laughs> no, I would have been go, very go upset. I would have been very upset. No, yeah. Um, I, I, I just, we were very honored by that, and yeah, that's awesome. Taken back that's by that, but well. my, que but my question is, would anybody out there get a, a, a tattoo of their favorite, like Vegas YouTuber, whatever? You know, I'm gonna give away my answer. I'm getting Dave and Sonia on my ad. <laughs> There it is. Yes. Yes. One Followed by the It's Vegas, y'all, tramp stamp. We're putting that on. Oh, yes. Yes. Casey and I are getting matching tramp stamps. That's it. <laughs> Text ass. Okay. I've, I've, taken, I've taken it too far now. Um, I don't think I would ever do one for not even someone I really love, like even, right. even like mom, because I just feel like there's an attachment there. And if something goes wrong, it's like, <laughs> oops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I would yeah. I would consider I've always wanted to get a Vegas tattoo. This is gonna sound dumb, but I want to lose some weight first and firm some things up. <laughs> get the tattoo then, then it can kind of like 
melt <laughs> as they get better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Casey, tattoo or no tattoo? I don't know if you said uh, that. No tattoo. No plans on getting a tattoo. Uh, I'm not against tattoos, but I just never had the desire, and uh, I don't foresee myself getting any tattoo. All right. If y'all would like to take Casey to get a tattoo, give him <laughs> yep, a on it. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to our next voicemail. This is podcast mascot Steve from Ohio. Hey, guys. Steve here. Question for y'all. I seem to have a little bit of a problem, and maybe some other folks are like me. Can you give us some advice, some tips, some techniques to uh, lock up a win? It seems like I'll get up, but then it'll all go bye-bye. Tusa, you might have that problem. You might be able to uh, give us a little advice on that. But it seems to be occurring more and more often. Uh, Is there something that you can do? To kind of secure a win it's good you know good thing to do so you can keep coming back so that is my question for y'all thank you mm-hmm. take it away <laughs> <if you can>. <laughs> yes <laughs> so let me tell you what hog would do first hog Uh-oh. is very he, he has a lot of self-discipline and he will not touch a slot unless he's playing off of casino money but he You know, he did mention, you know, that if you're up, you know, you know, do the opposite. Find a game that has a lower house edge just to kind of like you're still you're still getting that gambling feel in. um, But, you know, you might have a better chance at maybe making uh, your profits grow. Um, But even if you lose it and I know like um, Baccarat and Blackjack are games that are uh have lower house edges, but not a lot of us are table game players, right? So I know Sonia has mentioned in the past, you know, leave your debit card at home. <laughs> yep. But hey, if you're up and you want to take a gamble and you just want to, you know, cash your ticket out and only put in what you won and then keep playing, you know, that that's an option for me. Obviously, you guys have seen me win and then lose it all and then win it all back and then lose it all back again and some reason on the last day i'm i I win some back and so it's it's but for me it would have to take me giving my tito to hog me giving all of my money to (laughs) him taking my room key um i mean even though knowing me i'd probably sneak out and then go and get asked for an extra room key (laughs) yeah uh, I, all I can say is just, you know, you know, just keep playing on casino, casino money. Don't, yeah. don't, don't just try to resist putting your own money back in. Anybody else have some better ideas? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree. It's really hard. Like, like you said, um, I, I don't take my debit card and I, I mean that I don't take it at all with me to Vegas. Um, and then I, this is my biggest thing is I try to remember, like if I had a good hit, um, I, I think in my mind, okay, now if I can put this away, we can come back to Vegas earlier mm. than we planned. So with any big hit, it goes straight to the room, lock it up. I don't carry it on me. And then, and then if I want to go back and get it, I'm like, no, no, remember you're already on day three of your trip. You know, you can come back if you leave it there. So that's my mentality. It gives me more Vegas trips. What's well, a big hit? Just so people have an idea. I think anything over five hundred, I think, goes into the safe. I mean, if I'm, if I'm winning a couple hundred bucks, I'll probably replay that. But anything over five hundred will probably go into the safe. 
And so well, it was you that hit the accidental max bet bonus on Moolah, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. And I cashed out like over $600 on that one. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I have no advice in this department because my <laughs> mentality is I take a budget, I degen the hell out of it. And um, if I hit something substantial, I put it in a safe space, but it's available for my taking because I'm there to gamble. Yeah. I, I do set yeah. a loss limit. And um, you all saw this. The, the last night I was there, I had reached the loss limit. And I'm like, I'm not gambling tonight. I'm here to hang out and drink. That's Dave right. Is pusher. Dave is a pusher. <laughs> he really is. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, it, that, that's my mentality. Once I reach it, it's like, all right, I'm done for this trip. Mm -hmm. And, and I, if you're on a trip with someone you definitely trust and, and, and you happen to be sharing a room or you're maybe not, you guys each have your own room. You know, one of you has the lock to the, the combination of the safe. The other one doesn't. Right. But then if you're the one with the combination of the safe and you're the one winning all the money, well, then. Yeah. <laughs> That, then that's pointless. <laughs> yeah. I, I will give money to Tony when he's on the trip with me. The problem is I'm like, babe, give me a hundred. He's like, no problem. I'm like, that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just tell you something. And, I, and I'll and i leave this for when the vlogs come out, like in 2029. <laughs> <laughs> Hog drew a hard line and oh. cut me off. Oh, oh. and I was good. I was good for it. I was good to uh, good for paying him back. It's just that I had reached my ATM withdrawal limit for that day for that 24 hour period. And I was like, I got the money, dude. I got it. You have it. You, you, you can lend it to me. Nope. nope. Cut me off. Wow. He put his foot down, huh? He put his foot down. And <laughs> this happened all in front of the Bellagio fountains when they were going off New Year's Eve. And I was like, that's it. Going back to the room, I cannot celebrate New Year's without gambling. I really can't. It's a true story. We that would be through, hard. We slept through New Year's Eve, people. I look wow. forward to you yeah. like giving him laser eyes as there's like oh, the <laughs> not not only were the fountains going off, the tears were streaming down my oh, face. No. I give you the shirt off my back and blah blah blah. <laughs> Yeah, is no, this yeah. all? Is this all on the vlog? I'm excited for this. Yes. <laughs> that, that wasn't no. <laughs> but you know, there we there might be a reenactment, some cheesy, okay. <laughs> low budget reenactment. I don't know. <laughs> the be the best part is, y'all. We're really not helping Steve here. Sorry, Steve. We're all DJs. Yes. I know. Yeah, that's a hard question for us. Get those four <laughs> drinks and gamble it up. <laughs> Your Jason, first mistake was us. turning to me, Steve. All right. <laughs> Steve, I'll try to I'll try to teach you, but I, I'm getting worse at it myself. But I would I would suggest some form of the envelope system. That's what I do. I bring a daily budget, I break it into envelopes, and I say this four hundred dollars or whatever it is per day, it's here to lose. When I get up, if I get up. That envelope then slides and I keep that envelope away and I don't go back to it. Except on my last trip, I let it roll over, you know, every day, right? Which was a lot of fun and allowed for a lot more gambling. Uh, so it kind of makes me want to do that going forward. But back to what Tucson says, it takes discipline. When you're in Vegas, yeah. you got to have discipline to go day by day. And if you get $200 up or $800 up on a day, Put it away in your safe and then be disciplined not to go get it. 
That's the hard part. I'm just going to end it on this. For me, my biggest mistake is if I lose my winnings, I just, and I'll say it out loud. Oh, well, it's just like I'm starting all over again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) like, what what would we call this? Degen therapy? We can justify our behavior across. We're sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. (laughs) All right. Last one from our newest patron, Chris from Virginia. Hey guys, it's Chris from Virginia. Looking forward to the new content I can get from the Patreon. Glad to be a part of that crew. My question to you guys uh, this week, I guess, uh, my wife Jessica and I have, were planning our sixth trip in the last two years to Vegas. Um, so we feel like we're really getting to know things and we love everybody's blog. We love watching you know, vlogs from everybody, and people have talked to us about why don't we do a vlog. I have a video background, editing background, but, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, apprehensive considering I don't think I have much to add uh, that everybody else has. But my question to you guys is two parts. One, what made you guys want to start a Vegas vlog in the first place? And then secondly, maybe what was the biggest hurdle for you to start um, the blog and get it going. But again, appreciate all the content. Look forward to seeing what you guys have to offer in 2024. Take care. All right. So I'm going to do something that is kind of a jerk move, but we are going a little long on this podcast. So I'm going to ask everyone to give a 10 second answer to uh, why you started. And then what we're going to do and is in our bonus episode for patrons go into more detail on this topic how does that sound so my advice to chris is do it um my my challenge was video and audio editing and so i had to learn that you already have the foot up there do it don't be afraid give it a shot casey Mm -hmm. yeah my advice is the hardest thing to do is just get started uh turn the camera around point it at yourself See what you can do with it, post it, and you'll get better with the, with each uh, video you make. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Two set. Uh, me and Hog realized we fell in love with gambling together at the same time, and we started researching on YouTube, started coming across uh, the Troopers channel, and just seeing him vlog every day, uh, it just kind of helped. Uh, it, it motivated us, so do it. Yeah. Damon Sonia. Same, do it, Chris. Yeah. Especially, you know, you and Jessica, congratulations. I know y'all recently got married. Um, I think that you have something to offer. I think everybody has something to offer. Vegas is for everybody. So I think do it. The hardest part for us was definitely um, remembering to get content when we're having such a good time in Vegas. But just, you know, that's something that you will learn as you go through with it. But absolutely do it. We will support you. Agreed, Chris. Do it. Mm-hmm. No fear. All right. Well, thanks to everyone that left a voicemail. If you want to leave a voicemail, we'll leave the number for you at the end of the podcast. Save it on your phone so that when you're drunk in Vegas, you're sober at home, (laughs) wherever you are, you have a thought you want us to know about it, you can contact. It's Vegas, y'all. With that, we're going to close out the show. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at It's Vegas, y'all. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash It's Vegas, y'all. And check out our website at itsvegasyall.com. That's a lot of It's Vegas, y'all. Sonia. Thanks to all the new listeners. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can become a member of our Patreon group as a roughneck, foreman, or tycoon. 
or send PayPal donations to It's Vegas Y'all. We will use any donations to bring future content your way. We're just a bunch of Texans who love Vegas and enjoy doing this show for y'all. Over to you, Dave. Yep, and like Danny said, be sure to leave a voicemail up to three minutes in length by calling 737-285-2265. Tell us about your latest or next trip, ask a question, or give us some feedback, and you might just hear your call on a future show. Over to you, Sonia. Okay, guys, so this was a long end, but definitely a good end. We learned a lot here. I'm going to do Hog's final thoughts, only because it's my birthday. Um, <laughs> and I think the biggest thing here is just don't be scared to try new things in Vegas. We talked about that. Um, with that, you know, get the zip sauce. Go to Andiamo. We all support it. Just do it. Podcast loves it. Um, you know what? Try the Excalibur bed. Why not? It's affordable, and you can get a good night's sleep. And go for it. Get the $10 tattoo. It'll be fun. Just don't do it drunk. That's all I got. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Good job, Sonia. Well, people that left a voicemail this week, I forgot to mention, will be in a little raffle. You got a one in three chance because we only got three <laughs> um, for some sort of swag. Um, our our e-commerce platform is working. There was one little glitch I had. Heather Ogden, I'm sorry. Your stuff's getting produced now. I have to push a button. I shouldn't have to. It should be all automated, but I didn't push the button because I was in Vegas. Nonetheless, they'll be uh, entered into a little raffle for uh, some merch. See what it is. And we encourage you all to interact with us and all those different media that the wonderful panel here described. We have amazing things coming up in 2024, the possibility for a collab or two, and uh, definitely more adventures in Vegas. With that, we thank you all for listening, and we hope you all have a wonderful 2024. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <clears throat> Too soon. Balls out. <laughs> <laughs>